Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Um, now, have you got your, your like spiritual running shoes on? Because I've got a lot to cover and a little bit of time to do it. So, if I get to talking too fast, I'm sorry, you'll just have to go back and listen to the podcast. But this morning, you know, the Lord put it on my heart to go back to something that I've ministered on before on a Wednesday night. And uh, I haven't pulled it out in a long time. But just over the last few days, I just felt like somebody needed to hear it. And if there was one somebody, there's a whole probably a lot more than one somebody. But this is a message that's near and dear to my heart because because I have, I have seen the value of it. I've seen the impact of it in my life in so many ways on so many occasions. And I'm going to try to condense this down into, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll just see. But we're going to be talking about grace this morning. <clears throat> There's a lot, of out, a lot of things out there about grace right now. Some of it is, uh, has been skewed somewhat. And so you need to be careful about what, when you listen to somebody who just focuses on grace all the time. Because generally that... that that says to me, at least, somebody who, who just focuses on grace all the time or over in the ditch a little bit. And so you really, need, you really need to take the Word. You need to find out what the Word has to say about grace. And you need to, to cull through it. Eat the hay, spit out the sticks, Dad Hagen always said. And so let me just talk to you a little bit about grace this morning. <clears throat> let me tell you what the Word talks about and says about grace. It says we're saved by grace. We're justified by grace. That redemption is through grace. That remittance of sins is through grace. That we believe through grace. Paul said he was called by grace. He was made a partaker of grace, made a minister of the gospel according to grace. He said he means good conduct by the grace of God. Grace is a gift. The prophets prophesied of this gift, and we're heirs of that gift. You know, as I was looking through today, um, it just struck me. I had pulled up, my, I have a, a PC Bible study app, and so I pulled it up, and I just listed the word grace. And there, I mean, it, grace is everywhere. And so... And I didn't take time to go look it up. But if you look, you know, there's on my app, there's this, there's this thing on the side that gives you a concordance reference, uh, I think Strong's concordance reference to that word, that word and that word meaning. And all through the Old Testament, grace is one word, and that word for grace changes with the New Testament. Isn't that interesting? Grace. There's a different grace given to us in the New Testament. We see it in us, working through us, and reviving us, revitalizing us. In the New Testament, there's, God has put grace on the inside of us. Hallelujah. We're told in the New Testament to grow in grace, to stand in grace, to continue in grace, to abound in grace, to be strong in grace, to be good stewards of grace. It says our speech should be seasoned with grace, that we should, and what we say should minister grace to the hearers. It also says where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. God says his grace is sufficient. He says he gives grace to the humble. He also says you can receive grace in vain. You can fall short of grace. You can be removed from grace. You can frustrate grace. You can fall from grace. Grace is real. Grace can be perceived. It's in grace that we're accepted into the beloved. We're given good hope through grace. Grace enables us to serve God effectively. Grace is described as rich, exceedingly abundant, and the word says God gives more grace, grace upon grace. 
grace that we typically talk about, that most people refer to, you can be summed up in two words, unmerited favor. But let me tell you, there's a lot of aspects of grace. You know, I was thinking this morning, you know, our entire life of living for God is like, it's like a, it's, I say this so many times, but it's so true. It's, it's like a diamond. There's so many facets of it. To get, and together, when you put it all together, it makes a beautiful thing. I was reminded this morning of Joseph's coat of many colors. Each and every individual color of that coat had a meaning. It had, it had, it had vibrancy, but put it all together, and it was a thing to behold. And that's what our life is. We, the textures of our life come together. You know, we put it all together, and yet you can pull out pieces of it, and you can study it, and you can look at it, and you can see how important it is and how much it brings to our lives and how much it colors our life. Ephesians 2.8 says that by grace you're saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's His grace, your faith. No longer unmerited once you're born again. Never, never, ever say, I am just a sinner saved by grace. Once you give your heart to the Lord, you are no longer attached to sin anymore. You are not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. You are now in grace. You are now have been saved by grace. Don't, don't, even, don't even let your mind go to that place where you even think in terms of sin or sinner. That's what you once were. That old you is dead and gone. Passed away, no longer to be resurrected, no longer to be reminded of, no longer to, have, to feel guilty about what you did during those days, no longer to look back on, all this, on, on that life with regret because you are now saved by grace. You are a brand new creature in him, in Christ Jesus, completely made over, completely new, and you have no attachments to the things of the past because of grace. Hallelujah. But let me tell you, in Strong's Concordance, in the Old Testament, grace was talked about as favor. In the New Testament, it really reflects this, a divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life of the believer. It's an actual power, an influence, an enablement, and ability upon the heart that changes our lives, that reflects in our lives what we do and how we conduct ourselves. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. If it wasn't a real thing, you couldn't find it. God wouldn't say it's available to you. It's real. It's real. Hallelujah. God gives grace to help. Something extra, a divine influence in our spirit, which will change us and reflect in our lives what we, we do. There are several different places in the New Testament, like I say, I'm going to shorten this as best I can this morning. But I see, you know, in the New Testament, there's some, there's three at least kinds of grace, just like there are different kinds of faith. You know, there are different kinds of grace. One is saving grace. We just got through talking about that. Then there's serving grace. If you look at Romans 1.5, if you look at Ephesians 3, Galatians 2, Acts 14, 26, you're going to see examples of the things that, that people did serving God, and there was a grace upon them to serve. Paul referred to the grace given to him very often. He opened and closed his letters, all of his letters, with grace. That's how much he knew it was important to us. He, would, he wanted to impact the people he was writing to 
every single time he wrote to him and tell them, grace and peace be to you. And he would end it with grace be upon you. Um, <clears throat> don't lose my place here. Uh, he knew that because it was so vitally important to him that it was equally as important to the people that he was going to be writing to. The hearers needed grace to hear. The hearers needed grace to do. The hearers needed grace in all of its aspects. Listen, you're able to do whatever God has called you to do, whatever time is needed, whatever is needed at any time, you can tap into the grace of God. It might be immediate, it might be short-term, it might be long-term. Romans 12, 6 says that he's given, that there are gifts differing according to the grace given to us. And Hebrews 12, 28 says, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. And then there's another kind of grace, standing grace. In 2 Corinthians 8, you know, he's talking to the, the church at Corinth. He's talking to them about the grace that had been given them to stand and to give. You know, there's, there's, there's aspects of grace even in your giving. You know, I, I know that looking back in the 10 years it took us to pay off the church, there was a divine grace upon so many of you during that season that we were paying off, I look back my, myself, I mean, and I look, you know, at, at, the, at the, the giving that we did toward that project, toward, that, toward paying this church off, and I look back now and I am utterly amazed at how we gave what we gave. And I know that there was a grace there to do it. People made up their minds, you know, they were going to give. People talked to the Lord and, and asked him what he wanted them to give. Uh, and, and he told them, and, and, there were, and there were some big numbers, you know, out there. And at the same time, God graced people through that entire And at the end of that 10 years, many of you had better cars, better homes, better jar, jobs. They, you, you, had, you had increased in spite of what somebody else would have looked at and said was sacrifice. You increased. Now, you tell me that's not a miracle. I tell you, when, when I get to heaven, I mean, because I'm a numbers person, when I get to heaven, I would say, now, now, now Lord, can you just account, tell me which accounting software you were using? I, I want to see that. I want to see how that works. I want to see how, how two and two added up to eight instead of four. Because that's what it looks like in some of our lives. Is that what seems like, no, this is what it is, no, no, it's better than what, that, what you think that is because there was a grace on us to do that. Listen, when you, when you realize that you're operating in that kind of grace, it is so much fun. It is, it is so dynamic. And is my earring keep doing this? All right, we're going to take the earring off. How about that? Praise God, somebody said it. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, there's a grace right there. <laughs> Uh, hallelujah. Let me quickly. Uh, the part that I want to give to you, though, is a grace that affects your life in whatever area you have going on. There is a supernatural enablement to do what you need to do at any time. You know, I could say, you know, just as, as far as ministry, you know, you can look at, you can look at people 
And you can think, well, boy, they've just got this, they've just got this grace on to do this. Sometimes it's there's an anointing there to do something. Then again, I don't care how anointed somebody is. Without the grace of God, they will not be able to do what God has called them to do. And I, and I, really, I really want to get past just ministry and serving. You know, this, I want to get to the depth, the nitty-gritty of your life, places in your life where you need God's grace to do what you've got to do in this life. And um, hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm skimming here. What I'm finding out is, is grace is a gift that's supposed to be used. It's not to be set on a shelf. It's not to lay on a coffee table and gather dust. It's to be used. You know, my dad was, was the kind of person when he was alive, I don't know why he was like this, but you'd give him something for Christmas, and it would sit in the box for almost a year before he'd take it out and use it. It was like, uh the warranty's going to be gone by the time you get around to it, Daddy. I remember one year he, 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 he had Parkinson's, and so it was getting harder for him, you know, and, but he, he still wanted to shave with a straight edge. And so I thought, well, I'll make this easier for him. I'll get him one of those hot lather machine things. It sat in the box for a solid year. I could have wrapped it up the next Christmas and given it to him again. But it sat in the box. And once he took it out and started using it, he found out how wonderful it was. That's the way grace is. Take it out and start using it and find out how wonderful it is. It will make your life so much easier and so much better. You can do things on your own if you want to. You can make life difficult. You can make a difficult situation harder. You can try to do it all by yourself. And, and it, you know, you may work. It may, it, it may eventually work, but I'm telling you, it's hard. Right. It hurts. It's difficult. It's not fun. But let me tell you, grace is something that can come into those situations and pave the way for you to, to just walk through it, to get through it, to ease on through it, and to come out on the other side going, oh, look at that. How about that? How about that? So... With that in mind, Jimmy, where are you? Jimmy, 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 come here. We've already talked about it. We tried this already, didn't we? Turn around. Face them now. All right, I can try to move Jimmy, Jimmy around. I can try to move him around. He, he, stop, don't let me budge you. Stop that. Stop. I, can, I can do my best. But he's a lot bigger than I am. Most of the situations you're going to encounter in life are a lot bigger than you. But God doesn't, doesn't mean that you're going to have to just submit to those things. He's got something better in mind for you. All right, Mr. Jimmy. That's, that's what grace will do for you. What looks hard, what looks impossible, what looks like it's way bigger than you are, you put some grace on those things. Woo! Get the hankies out, ladies. Come on. Wave some at me. Grace will put you over so that you can just shove those things on around. Listen, we just got through moving three months ago, and the Lord, it's not a job I want anybody to have to do. But I'm telling you what, this old girl in her mid-60s, People would come up to me and say, oh, let me help you with that. I said, I don't need any help. I got sliders. 
So I would move that furniture around, you know. We, the, the movers came in when they brought the heavy stuff, and they'd just kind of plop it down in some place. And, well, of course, it was never right where I wanted it. So, so the easiest thing for me to get the sliders. Listen, when there's something going on in your life, and it's hard, and it's not where you want it to be, take some grace. Yeah. Put some grace sliders under the thing. You can find out it's a whole lot easier, and you'll wind up where you want with what you want. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.16 says you can find the grace to help him not. Where have you been hiding your slider? <laughs> Go get it out of the closet. <laughs> We keep these sliders in the office when we have to move things around here. And somebody's always come, we need the sliders. Well, it's right in there. It's got, it's got a label on the drawer that says sliders. <laughs> See, God's got a label on the drawer. It says grace. Yeah. He's got a label here. Yeah. Yeah, he tells you, he talks to you about grace throughout the New Testament. And you, you can kind of refine it. You can kind of look at some of it. And you can see which kind of aspect of grace he's talking about in some of these places. But you will definitely see, if you're looking, you will see the places where what he means by the word grace right there is a supernatural ability to get the job done. There are many things, you know, that you, that you just, you just, you just kind of come up and it's kind of like, you know, what the cow, the new gate kind of a thing. You just kind of go, I, I. I'm at a loss. I don't even even know where to start. I don't even know what to do. You know, we were doing, we were building the church and and they wanted paint colors and they wanted carpets and they wanted this and I'm going, God, help me. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. You know, and I I found myself depending on God to, 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 to figure out what, they wanted paint colors long before I'd ever even seen a piece of tile, long before I'd seen a piece of carpet, long before I'd even done anything. They wanted paint colors and I'm going, Lord, help me, help me. And so when it all got together, when it all got done, it looked like I had sat down one day and picked it all together out at one time. But I'm telling you, that is grace. And somebody said, boy, you did a great job. And I'm going, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was God. And see, that's one of the things you have to remember is that, that when grace is at work in your life, you need to recognize it, you need to give heed to it, and you need to give God glory for it. Don't take the credit that belongs to him. Don't take the credit that is not yours. You may have been letting it, letting it function through you, but the reason you were able to let it function through you and come out with such good results was because the grace that you were walking in to get the job done. Go with me to uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 10. I will make you look at a couple of scriptures and not tell them all to you. 1 Corinthians 15, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah, hallelujah, you see where I want to do, we'll just just use just verse 10, how about that for the sake of time, it says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Listen, if you take take credit for it, your boasting is on you, and the reward that you should get from that, you got right here. You got right here. No matter what we do, 
No matter what we, how we influence people, no matter how much our impact is in other people's lives, you have to understand it's the grace of God that enables you to do that. And you better make sure your boasting is in Him and not in you. Because if, it's in, if, if you do it as a boasting of you, what you wind up with is just some kind of a reward here because God's not impressed. He's going, oh, excuse me, I think, I think I'm the one that did that. I think I'm the one that moved in their lives. I think I'm the one that touched their hearts. Uh, hello. You give credit where credit is due. You know, there's, we, we find that, that if we try to do things in and of ourselves, that we just create burnout. Just create burnout. But I'm telling you what, when we get the grace of God activated in our lives, what we find is something that is joy unspeakable. What we find is, is something that's satisfying. We find something that is, that is just like, oh, oh, Lord, thank you for letting me do that. That's why, honestly, it's, it's, really, it's really best, you know, when, when somebody comes up to me. I, I, try to, I try to remember this. When somebody comes up to me after a service, you know, and says, oh, man, that was really great. Now, I always say, well, thank God. I'm glad it blessed you. It ain't me, folks. It's not me. That's just God. You know, and I want to make sure that God gets the credit when God's at work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, 2 Peter 3, 18 says, we're to grow in grace in the knowledge and understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're called upon daily to do things that we're not successfully able to do on our own. But 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, my grace is sufficient for you. That's not just a, oh, you'll be okay. It's, it's going to be okay. That's not what God's saying. He's going, my grace is sufficient for you. Right. There's a real thing called grace. Yeah. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. He's just not going, oh, you're going to get over it. You're going to be, you know, you'll get through it. That's, he, it's not a sympathy pat, folks. He's telling you, my grace is sufficient for you. All you have to do is ask for some grace. All you have to do is come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain it. That's all you got to do. My grace is sufficient if you'll just use it. Hallelujah. Listen, we find ourselves in so many places of immediate, short, and long-term duration that we need grace in varying levels. And, you know, back in the early 80s when the church was young and there wasn't much money around, you know, we needed a second income. So I went to work, you know, and did some things. And, and, and I was, and I was uh, at one time, cleaned houses because I figured, well, you know, I can, I can make my own schedule. I can decide how many people I want to, to work for. I can, I can kind of move things around if I had to because of church-related issues. But I wasn't using the grace I was letting need push me. We needed the extra income. We needed this. And I was, letting, I was letting that need push me into doing these things. I wasn't happy. And one day I found myself in somebody else's house, washing somebody else's clothes, changing somebody else's bed, scrubbing somebody else's tub, washing somebody else's dishes. And I'm just in tears going, Lord, what? What? I mean, will this ever be over? Why we ever get to a place where I don't have to do this? And he said to me, it's a season. It's a season. It was a short-term duration. It's a season. And, and I, I wasn't, I wish I had been more aware of the grace that was available to me. 
And, I, and I'm not sure even at that point, just, just the fact that he talked to me and he said, it's just a season, that helped me. Yeah. But had I understood that I could say, God, in your, I need your grace to help me. I need some supernatural equipping here to get me through this. It would have gone so much better. Yeah. But, but at least him telling me it's just a season. It did make a switch in my, in my thinking and in my attitude and the way I carried myself. And it helped me through that. But I'm telling you, there's many seasons of our lives. Listen, if you're going to be a parent, you need grace. You need grace from the moment that child's conceived until the moment you go to heaven. You do to deal with kids. But there are seasons of child rearing that require more grace than another season. There's a season when they're up and down all night long. For, thank God my, both of my boys slept all night, every night, completely through the night by the time they were a month old. But some of you need more grace. I've heard your stories. You need more grace. You, every season you go through times, you know, where you need some extra, some extra grace during that season of child rearing. What I found out as my children grew up was that season between in, in the transition period of into adulthood was a season we really needed some grace. I needed the grace because up until then I had parented a certain way and it was this is this is it and this is this is consistent it's constant it doesn't change so my boys would say when they were teenagers uh, well you know don't even bother telling mama she, she, she's not gonna make, make any difference to her you know this is how she, this is how she thinks this is what she says this is what we have to do you know so they didn't rarely did we get somebody buck us about anything because We'd been consistent in our parenting all those years, and when they got to those teenage years, nothing changed. Nothing changed. But as they approached that time of, of graduating from high school and going into adulthood, I suddenly had to parent differently. There was a grace I needed to figure that out. Because suddenly, you know, I, I, I'm faced with... Okay, it's not just I'm the final authority. Now it's up to them to make their own way, and I have to step back. I begin to have to step. There's, see, there's grace in that. There's grace, for, there's grace in all those areas of your life. There's grace in, your, in marital situations. There are times when you're thrown into things, you know, as a couple, that you need God's grace to help you through something. Maybe God leads you in a certain direction, you know, and, and you don't really know how. You, together you can access the grace of God to pull you through that, to help make this an, an, a good transition, to make this, make something easy. There are things that, I mean, I wrote down some things. Uh, um, how about suddenly you find yourself as, as uh, a caregiver to someone? There has to be grace for that. Uh, my father's been in heaven for over a decade, but that last few weeks of his life was tough. He, he had Parkinson's and he had fallen and he had, and he had broken his neck and so he was in the hospital for about six weeks before he passed away. Um, he went through all kinds of things, but in the middle of all that, I mean, I live here, they live in Jacksonville. 
you know, my mother just kind of just, just I mean, as far as, as, what, as what she was going to decide, what she was going to do, she didn't make any decisions. I had to make everything. I had to do everything. And so for, for me, it was, a, it was a tough few weeks. And the weeks that followed after his passing were equally as tough because of having to deal with all the business stuff. My mother just completely just, just, you know, just handed it over to me because I didn't ask for it. Those are the times when you really need to say, Father, I need your grace. I found myself running every single day. You know, running. I would, I would come home on, on like a Friday and come home and try to get everything done at home that I needed to do, here in the office to do, be here at church on Sunday, and then head back over there. And we'd spend our days at the hospital, and decisions had to be made, and things were having to be done, and, and all these procedures that they were wanting to do. And my mother's asking me this and asking me that. Well, what do you think about this? And, and I, just, you know, she, I mean, she was just, she was just out of the loop, basically. I had nobody else to turn to. And I remember one day I had just gotten home on Friday night late, and I got a phone call on Saturday morning about something. They needed to release my father, but he needed to go to a nursing home, but he had a trach. And, and, and there was, I mean, if you've ever been in that situation, you know there's not many, any nursing homes that will take somebody with a trach. And so I, I just, I went, I, I, I got in my car to head back to Jacksonville that Saturday morning, and I said, God, I just can't do this anymore. I'm worn out. It's been five weeks of this. I can't do anymore. And he started talking to me. He started talking to me and saying, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. And I went, thank you, Lord. Your grace is sufficient. And so on my way back to Jacksonville that day, you know, he led me to a place that was a possibility for my dad to be moved to if he had to be moved. And I went, thank you, Lord. I wouldn't have heard that direction had I not gotten myself together and said, Lord, I need your grace. I need your, I need your help. And put myself in a place just to begin to worship him and thank him for that help that he was giving me. As it turned out, we didn't need that. He went on to heaven, you know, which, which for my dad was a wonderful thing. You know, I mean, he was happy. He was much happier. He's much happier about that right now. But there are times, you know, when we find ourselves in, in life's situations through no fault of our own, but not because we asked for it, not because we put ourselves, but that just life forced us into certain areas, into certain places that are in and of themselves are just hard. Doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be that way. What it needs is for you to say, God, I need grace. I need that supernatural, divine equipping to help me, to help me know what to do, to help me walk through this, to help me accomplish what needs to be done. I need your grace. You can, you can look probably in your own lives and think of all the different kinds of ways that over you, the years that you've been in situations where, where you needed something. And you can look back and either see the grace or see the lack of grace. When we get past it, somebody sometimes, and somebody comes to us and starts telling us these things about how grace would help us and equip us, and we kind of look at it and going, I could have had a V8. I could, I could have had grace. How many times, how many times have I walked through something in this, you know, throughout this whole building project that we've been in, you know, building a new home? How many times have I, have I tried to do so much on my own and later went, you know, it would have been better had I just asked for some help. 
You know, my problem is sometimes I'm so independent-minded, I want to do it myself, and sometimes I let that natural attitude translate into a spiritual thing, not realizing that I'm pushing God away from giving me the very help that I do so desperately need. Stop that. Stop it. When it seems like this is really, I, I don't know that I can do this. That's when you stop and say, ah, there's something I can do. It's called grace. I can ask for some grace. And my father who will gives me liberally all things is going to supply to me every bit of grace that I need to put me over and to get me through this. It's a wonderful thing. Hallelujah. So, I found out that there are times when it just doesn't seem like grace is working. So, what are those, what's going on? Well, number one, did you ask for grace? No, you have not because you asked not. You know what Pastor Greg was talking about last Sunday night? Sometimes we don't have what we need because we haven't asked for it. God's not going to come shove something down your throat. He knows what you need, but you need to ask. Why? Because you need to be conscious of the fact that you need it. We need to be conscious of the fact that we need his help, that we're asking for his help, that we're putting ourselves in a position to receive his help, that we're putting ourselves in a position to to listen to him about what that help looks like, what that help sounds like, what that help acts like. Until you ask for it, you're, not, you're probably not going to see or recognize any of that. But if, if, you've, if you're, not, you're not experiencing that grace, you need to ask yourself something. Number one, did I ask? Number two, am I doing it his way? Am I doing it his way? God's grace is not for you to do it your way. It's for you to do it his way. His way, grace is attached to his way. Listen to me. Grace is attached to his way. If you want to do it on your own, then the results you're going to get are not going to be God's results. You can do it. You're going to make life tough. You're going to make, make, make life difficult for yourself. But if you're going to do it, do it his way. That way you'll see the kind of results that he intends for you to have. Okay. Are you doing it at his direction? Uh, so many times people are trying to do something God never told them to do. God never told no, He ne- If it's not working, did he tell me to do this to start with? Did he tell me? There are, you know, because we've been in ministry for so many years and because we've been around ministers so many years and we've been in leadership positions in ministerial organizations for so many years, we have come across so many examples of people who are out there doing things that got no business doing because God never told them to do it. And so because God didn't tell them to do it, there's no grace for it. There are people who have pastored churches for years and there was never grace for it. And the evidence is there. I'm thinking of somebody right now that's been in, that has pastored a particular place for over 30 years 
and they're about to move on to something else. What, is, what something else is, I'm not sure. But I'm thinking to myself, I don't believe ever God ever intended for you to pastor to start with. I think you may have been in that role as a temporary thing, and you stayed way too long. When you're in a job situation and things are just not going well, and things, I mean, you need to stop and look. Is the grace for my time here, is it running out? Was this a temporary thing? Was this a temporary position? Was, is it time for me to make a move? You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking over there at Michelle, and, you know, she worked in a hospital for a number of years, and then God put it on her heart to go back to school, become a nurse practitioner. Well, she's working a full-time job serving in the church. She didn't back off from serving in the local church during that time, and yet she's going to school to be a nurse practitioner. Let me tell you, there was grace to get that done. I don't suspect that would have, you did that just on your own idea, now did you? That you were directed by God to do that. And when God directs you to do something, he provides grace for you to do it. So what are you doing that doesn't seem like it's working? Did God direct you to do that? Did God tell you to do that? If the job that you're in you hate, well, number one, get your attitude straight. <laughs> Get your attitude straight. And then you need to find out, am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Was this a temporary thing? Is God warning me? Sometimes we just get too stinking comfortable where we are because it's familiar, because it's easy now. We know what we're doing. It just makes sense. You know, we're just... Mm, okay, and then God starts talking to us about something that's going to pull us out of our comfort zone. And we're going, mm -mm. nah, that's not God. That's not God. No, I'm, 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 I'm fine right here. I'm, I'm fine right here. There's not going to be much grace there for very long. You're going to find yourself miserable, miserable when God has said, let's go do this now. Listen, when God, God takes you, he's ready to take you to another place, there will be that grace there for you. There will be. Um, then you can ask yourself, am I consistently depending on his grace? Just like faith. We can be in faith for something, and in the middle of the standing part, we lose that grace. We, lo we, lose, we lose our grip, that is, our grip on, our, on the faith that we started that project with. Listen, when you ask for grace, there are times in the middle of the project you can lose your grip on the grace that God has given you. Are you consistently thanking God for his grace to get you through? Are you consistent with that? And sometimes... You just need to find out whether you just need to, something just needs to stop. Just needs to stop. I, I, I'll go back to my, my family. You know, my mother had shoulder surgery a few years ago, and, and so she needed help. And, and my sister, you know, who lives in Jacksonville, you know, she would come and she would stay with mom on the weekends, and I would come back on Monday through Friday, you know. And, and so, my, of course, my mother's been alone for, you know, all, over a decade, and, and um I'm the fair-haired child. I'm sorry. I know it's brunette, but she, uh, to her, I'm the fair-haired child. And so, you know, anytime she'd get me to come, the longer she can get me to stay, the better. But 
you know, I was running myself ragged over the course of 10 weeks, back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. And one day, the Lord said, when are you going to tell her that you're done? And I'm going, okay, I'm ready. So I went, okay, you, you're, 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 you can do this. You know, I don't need to be here every week now. You can do this. You can handle this. See, there are times when God will say, you're done. You're done. You have to put your foot down and tell somebody you're done. You can let people drag you into situations and keep you in situations that God's grace isn't there for because you're not supposed to be there anymore. You're not supposed to be doing what you're doing anymore. Has it come to an end? Then you need to just square your shoulders and say, "Mm -mm, I'm finished. I'm done. I'm done. That's it. You can be nice about it. I was nice to my mom. I said, I, I, need, to, I need to spend more time at home. I need to get back to, back to my life. I need to get back to doing what I need to do. So you're going to be fine. You know, and it works. See, now there was a grace for her, you know, to take it from there. But God's grace can't start working in her until she stops using me as her grace. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we enable people instead of making them depend on God's grace for themselves. Mm, should I say that again? Sometimes we enable people instead of making sure they start standing on their own in God's grace. You cannot live their lives for them. You cannot believe God for them. You cannot make the decisions they need to make for them. They have to make it on themselves. And with God's grace, they can do it. They can. So this morning, I just felt like there were, there were people who were at places in their lives with situations in their lives that you need to understand that God has, there is a portion, a, an aspect, a facet of grace that is there to specifically give you supernatural ability to do what you need to do in that situation. And, and when you get through, you're going to do this. That was easy. <laughs> See, that's what grace will do for you. At the end of that situation, you're just going to go... Not because you're so much all that, but because God is all that. He's the one who makes it easy. His grace is real. His grace is available. His grace is freely given. His grace is yours. When you find yourself in difficult places, stop and say, grace, grace. I need grace. I think I'll ask for some grace. I think I'll walk in some grace. I think I'll enjoy me some grace. I think I'll get put over by his grace. I think we'll come through this by grace. Grace is everything. And you know what? When you you go back over to Philippians 4.13 and it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You look at that word, who strengthens me, and you can say, I can do all things through Christ who graces me, who enables me. I can do all things. There's nothing I can't do with with his help because his grace 
is sufficient for me. Amen. Let's stand. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.